0: Welcome everyone to the Argos Fancast. This is the week, welcome to the week five edition. My name is Doug Ballinger. You can find me on Twitter at DougB519. I'm I'm also an administrator with the Double Blue Order. You can do a search and look for them. We're kind of idle right now. But welcome to the Argos Fancast. Uh, Clay isn't here this week. You can, you can try and play Where's Waldo with him at all kinds of Clay on Twitter. Uh, He's kind of indisposed right now. Joining me this week, as, as always, the the second host with the most Argo information, anyway, Will Gertler.
1: Hi, everybody. You can find me on uh, www.argofans.com. It's the discussion board I run. Or uh, check us out on Twitter at ArgoFans.
0: Is that any good? Yeah. Okay, I good. Like- All right. Something nice and simple. All right. Uh, well, we've got a there's a couple of things on the agenda this week. Not a whole lot of Argo news, but a lot of league-wide stuff and I think that's more on the mind of everybody where whether or not we're actually going to have Canadian football this year as opposed to not or just everything's just still all up in the air right now. I mean I mean at least at least the league and the PA are talking, which is a good thing but yeah. but we don't know what's going to come of that because they kind of painted themselves into a corner by having a by having essentially a, uh, a, d- a deadline date of 2 weeks. We're recording this on Thursday the 9th, so 2 weeks from today on the 23rd. Yeah.
1: They're trying to uh, restart uh, CBA negotiations now. Yeah.
0: yeah. I I don't know if that's really a good idea I mean I mean I understand the point that they want to try and get something locked up long term as opposed to having just the short term for just the upcoming well maybe upcoming half season we really don't know yet but I'm is that I don't know is that really a wise idea for the league to do
1: well they're trying to do I mean I suppose right now they're trying to you know <laughs> they could present a bleak picture, but you know, I, I, I don't think the players are going to obviously buy it. Well,
0: of course, not. Of course, the players aren't going to buy it. I mean, they've. Got, I mean, although they say, although the league can basically point at the public record and say, "Look, we're strapped for cash," and I'm, I'm just thinking to my, like I'm thinking to myself, how is that even possible? You have the th- you have the three, one, once again, I mean we're gonna beat the, we're gonna beat this into the ground anyway. But you have the three community owned teams making money. So what's the disconnect here? Because we all know Brayley. Because uh, I know you. Can, I mean Brayley's been out in the media saying, "Oh you oh the the CFL will die if we don't have a season this year." I'm like, hmm don't know how yeah. much don't know how much truth there is that to be considering his reputation amongst our fan base
1: oh that ain't that positive
0: no no considering he's he basically ran our ship aground and tried to run away without repairing any of the damage yeah so so moving on with that. So there's a proposed there was a proposed that there was a proposed idea that the league wanted to try a six game regular season with eight teams going into the playoffs. Yes. So why not go the opposite direction? Why not go with an eight game season? And the standard sixteen playoff.
1: I don't know. I mean, I mean if they're still, if they're still intending to stop and start at Labor Day. I mean, maybe they want to give teams like a bye week or something in between. There.
0: A, a, bu- a bye week when you're when you're going Hub City is not a smart idea.
1: I guess not, but.
0: Because I mean, because I'll tell you, those players are going to be itching to pretty much play the games and then get home to see their families as long and as long as they can stay safe doing so.
1: so. Maybe they just do six straight weeks and be done with it.
0: That might that might be a better idea. Might why not just go? If that's the case, why not just go like based on the seedings of last season? Go with a tournament. Go with like just a straight single elimination tournament I don't I don't see the I don't see the harm in that either cuz at least that way everyone gets everyone Out will robin. everyone will be playing, right? It's a it's round a, robin.
1: Yeah, exactly. Eight game
0: I I'd, yeah, either eight game round robin or or, or I, can, I can, see the point. This is the reason why they want to go six. I could see it, but I mean, you could also go. With, you can, you can also go with just east playing east, west playing west. At that point, at that point, realistically, you, a minimum, you could play the minimum, which would be three ga- which would be three games, probably four games, actually, at the at the very minimum, right? And then just take like the top two from both divisions and then slam them together for slam them together for a final yeah I mean there's just so many I there's just there's just so many ideas out there that you could that you could potentially do and I understand that you get that well the league has to consult with the players obviously and they have to follow direction from the public he- from public health both I'm guessing on the federal and provincial levels
1: yep yeah
0: And and even the municipal level as well. So you got three levels of government you're you're going with. You're you're trying to work with. You got the players that you gotta try to work with. Plus all the other other personnel such as referees and and then of course then of course you also have the, the TV the the TV side of things. It's I mean and with the amount of time that you have left, it's it's looking very very bleak. That you're going to see CFL football in this country this year?
1: I don't know if it's so much bleak rather than. There's too many things to figure out. And all the evidence points to a strong. Dis. Uh, a strong. Uh, what's the word? Uh, conflict between the league and the players.
0: Oh, well, yeah, let's not even start with that. Yeah. I mean, beyond. I mean, I'm talking beyond that. You've got like, you've got the three levels of government. You've got the TV. You've got, and, if, and let's not even forget the alleged funding issue. I mean, this is like the the deck is stacked. Uh, the deck is stacked against the CFL from running this year. And I think if they do yeah. run, and if they do run this year, it's going to be an absolute miracle, in my opinion.
1: Well, oh, we we don't even know if the other leagues are going to get off without a hitch either, right? right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Let's exactly. I mean, take a look at MLS for example. Their MLS's back tournament. Two teams have pulled up because their players got the virus. Yeah. Toronto FC hasn't even made it down to Orlando yet for the tournament.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so, at least I don't think they have. I, like I said, I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not really that much of a fan of Toronto MC I know I will. I know you aren't.
1: Oh, I am not.
0: Yeah. And then and then you have baseball, which could be which could start up and then probably shut down then again in a couple of weeks, depending on how that goes. And and basketball's in the same boat. Just because they all well, just because they all decide, "Ah, oh, let's just throw it in Florida." Yeah, one of the most infected states in the union. Good job, guys. Good job.
1: Exactly. I and
0: mean, if you ask me, I think the better—if th- you ask me, what they should be doing, what the CFL should do is if they're going to go Hub City, put it in, put it in the Maritimes, because they've got because they've got it under control and they've got it so it's it's nearing, like they're nearing full opening.
1: They don't want people coming into their bubble. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's the problem.
0: They don't want people coming in. And I get that, but I mean, still got two weeks to still got they've still got two weeks. So stranger things have happened, and right now and right now it looks like that looks like not playing has an insurmountable lead. But as we say in our as we say in our league, no lead is safe. Unless it's something like 48 nothing, then I think it would be.
1: Yeah. Or that game against Montreal you
0: know, years ago. Yeah. But I mean, if it's still. C&E game. Hmm? Oh, right. CNE. Right, I remember that one. Woof. Woof. Anyway, um. So we had a game to watch this last week yeah. that uh, that you fans voted on, and will you want to will you want to go over the stats for that?
1: Uh, yeah. So uh, we looked at the game between the uh, Calgary Stampeders and Toronto Argonauts uh, from October 20th, nineteen ninety one. It was a bit of a um, break-up preview uh, for that year. The Argos were actually looking to lock up first place in the East, and thus get the bye uh, um, to play uh, an Eastern Final. The game uh, started quite uh, poorly for the Argos, actually. They struggled to do much of anything on offense, and uh, in fact, gave up both a special teams touchdown uh, on a punt return by Pee Wee Smith, and uh, a fumble return by uh, London Johnson. Uh, the uh, Argos got back into the game uh, when Dave Van Valenum blocked a punt and uh, took it into the end zone. But the Argos were actually down 27 to 13 in third quarter, but uh, in the fourth quarter they came back. Uh, Daryl K. Smith caught an 89-yard touchdown pass from Ricky Foggy, and uh, the dramatic punt return by Rocket Ishmael with just over, uh, I believe, a over a minute left. I uh, took the 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 punt, uh, spun uh, through a Calgary tackle, and was gone 69 yards to give the Argos their first lead of the game, and uh, they ended up hanging on to beat Calgary 34-27 and thus uh, clinched first place in the East.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: The good. The bad. The ugly. I
0: guess I'll give my good first. And it's something that it's it's actually something that didn't relate to the performance on the field. It's actually something that a little bit of an intangible that we haven't really seen out of the mod, out of the modern teams that we've had outside of maybe one flash of one minor flash and that's the fact that this that the team showed a bit of heart i mean the the they were down for most of the game and ultimately they pulled themselves up and they got the, and they, they pulled, they pulled themselves up out of, out of the, out of the hole they were in, and they were able to come through and win it. We've only seen that over the last, well, since, since they moved to BMO, I think maybe twice. All the other time, all the other times that the, the modern team has taken the field, once they get down, it's either they stay down or they start digging and go deeper. They never seem to really come back up. So that would be my good. The fact that the the fact that the ninety one team showed showed heart and showed determination to to win to not only win the game but to win the division.
1: So right, it was through you know two two special teams touchdowns, a block punt and uh, a punt return. Yeah, you know that was. My good was John Candy. <laughs> what else can you really how, how, say? How uh,
0: how can you how can you not? Right? How can you not?
1: I mean the articles were down twenty three or well, 17 when he came down field level and uh, voila. And you could say
0: it was his it, you could say it was his inspiring presence. Yep. Yeah. And you know, what? I would, I, and I would be inclined to agree with you because I mean, I mean, I still, I still wish we had him. I still wish we had him.
1: Yeah, you know, in an alternate universe, he uh, doesn't pass away and is able to find uh you know, investors to uh, continue owning the team, and uh, you know, city of Toronto, or at least you know, part of it gives it gives a shit mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah 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 whole part of the whole part of the infinite the infinite universe theory okay so let's get on with let's get on with the bad so will you can kick off the bad on this Oh
1: well, uh i'd say aside from one throw ricky foggy was pretty bad in this game you know, sixteen to thirty-six for two hundred sixty-two yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. But uh, he was limited by uh, the, the announcer said he was limited by a, a, an injury. But still, he did not look. Um, you know, I think it was one of those things that if, if Matt Dunigan was he- well, if Matt Dunigan was healthy, he would have been started anyways. But yeah, I think if the Argos had a more. Uh, 've had a little more faith in their backup they might have had him start rather than foggy who didn't quite have the mobility that he normally had
0: yeah even even with that uh, the magic orthotic that they showed during <laughs> that they showed during the game yeah it's like it yeah I mean I mean when your bread and butter is mobility and you have a foot injury, Like, an orthotic will only do so much. But, I mean, I I can tell you, I've had foot injuries, and the pain would just shoot. And, honestly, the pain would shoot right up from that foot all the way up to your back.
1: Yeah, it's not pleasant. No. Keep in mind, Calgary had a very good defense. True. Yeah. I mean, Alondra Johnson's on there. He's, you know, a Hall of Famer. You know, Daryl Hall made their all-time team
0: hmm
1: you know there there were no slouches No, no not.
0: yeah my my bad is more of a bad in a good way because because what you just said was my ugly, so but my bad in a good way, that catch by Daryl K. Smith. yeah. oh, boy was that a thing of beauty.
1: Yeah, very much a 50-50 ball, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a yeah, it was a fifty fifty ball and somehow he came away with it. I I know I, I know I when I saw that, I know I marked out huge. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well it's like yeah, you know, the guy the defender sort of falls and that was it. <laughs> I mean, all the respect to Greg Peterson, he's not catching Darrell K. Smith. But still, like,
0: yeah, like, like, Daryl K is, he's, there's a reason why he's an all, like, he is an all-time argo, yeah?
1: Uh, I believe he is. Yeah, he doesn't actually have a banner yet. He, he should. Hmm, weird. Uh, I mean, I, when I was watching the game last week, I, I tweeted that, you know, he, you know, him, Kyle Brasley should have an all-time banner, and certainly Daryl K. Smith, should have an all-time Argos banner and you can also argue that given that David Williams got put into the Hall of Fame last year that that Darryl K should also be in the Hall of Fame you know then their their stats are s- kind of similar
0: Yeah, mm. yeah yeah look at that. yeah yeah he doesn't yeah, he's not how huh? that's that's weird he should be
1: I've, I've heard he sort of had a bit of difficulty uh, adjusting to life after football, but that he had sort of, by the time he passed away, he had, you know, had gotten himself uh, back on track, if you will.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. I
1: mean, but yeah, he, he he's, he's probably the, you know, I fully expect when the TSN does their all-time Margo team in a few weeks, that he's going to be one of the four receivers. Yeah. He caught 50 touchdowns in a season the, the year before, and uh, <coughs> had, you know, four or five thousand-yard seasons.
0: Yeah. That, then again, I real, and then again, with with regards to that, I, well, I don't envy TSN's task there, considering that they have like almost 150 years of players to go through. Right. That's. I mean, if you leave, I mean, so certain people are going to be a little miffed, depend if when you leave their favorites out, right? So. Well,
1: I, I mean, I fully suspect that. Players that are for the Argos that are chosen will probably be all post-war.
0: Oh, prior, yeah.
1: To any, like I don't really expect guys from the twenties. Well, Lionel Conacher could maybe name one of the foundational players, but yeah. Other than that, I don't really see them.
0: Well, I guess we'll we'll find out. Find out at some point when. Who are they doing? Who are they doing this week on Twenty Twenty? I'm not sure actually. Because they did because they did Calgary last week, right?
1: No, I, and the guy did. Um, uh, I think it's Chris Edwards from TSN did mention to me that uh, he did give me the order one time, but I don't remember. No. Oh. Sure. Once we know when the Argo week is, that we'll probably all share our.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, like that. Oh, yeah. That's going to be like a two-hour special, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, very, could. We, we very could make it a two-hour special.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, let's. Anyway, let's move on to the ugly. I, you know. <laughs> yeah, we we already mentioned my ugly. So what was so Will? What was your ugly about this game?
1: Oh, just the. Uh, that punt return by Pee Wee Smith from the Argo perspective was pretty ugly.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was not that was not that was good for him. And I mean, I'm happy because, but I'm happy for about five years later when Pee Wee showed up at the, with the Argos, but
1: different Pee Wee,
0: different, <laughs> yeah.
1: So one's a receiver. This one's the receiver who actually. Uh, become more famous in Calgary, at least for uh, later that year in the Western Final against Edmonton for catching the game-winning touchdown.
0: Oh. Oh, okay.
1: It's actually one of the more spectacular uh, moments in uh, CFL playoff history. Hmm. Cool.
0: Okay. So, So talking about... Okay, so we got that out of the way. Let So, this week... It would it would be week five, where we'd be traveling out to traveling out to Wheat Country to go to the Green Hell and take on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah. So and there's a little minor glitch with that. And that's we've only found one game like we only found like, we only found, what, one game that where the Argos actually won?
1: Well, uh, the only ge- So, obviously, all the games that we're, we're watching are ones that have been... That people have posted on YouTube. And, yeah, I think the only... Uh, in fact, there's not many Toronto at Saskatchewan games that i found on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, there's only really one that's a win... That I could find uh, for us to look at.
0: Yeah. So, so that being said, we're not going to have a poll this week <laughs> because we know what no. game we're watching.
1: <laughs> Which... Watch the game from
0: 1988. Oh. 88. Wow. <laughs> okay. Cool. Don't no no spoilers. So, so yeah, so we'll be watching that 1988 game sometime this week, and when we meet up again, then we'll be reviewing that like always.
1: Yeah. I mean, at least that's the only game that's on in its entirety that I could find.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, we all know that CFL ar- archival stuff is n- is quite difficult to find at the best of times. Yeah. At- Pre-HD
1: era. Well, we see from you know, the TSN Encore games that they're being rather selective in what era they're showing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know about the CBC archives. Maybe they might have something. I have no idea.
1: But yeah, no. I, I mean, it's very. People suspect. That CBC Archives might have a treasure trove of games, but I don't think the CBC is willing to make that collection really public.
0: Hmm. Which is weird because you would figure they would want to make money. I don't know. <laughs> you would figure, anyway.
1: Well, I mean, I. I Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how much they'll make off of it, but, yeah, like, people want... I've looked, but I really can't... I I couldn't find uh, an easy way to sort of inquire, even.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's a government government agency, so maybe some could we have used Freedom of Information to look at that? Or... I don't know.
1: Well, I don't... Yeah, well... It's more just asking, like, you do know, you have this these games, you know, like it's
0: I mean I'm I mean they they must. They must. Because I mean the CFLs was broadcast on over the air television for
1: well, well C T V didn't keep their tapes. Well C T V is different. <laughs> but No, I mean I, I've heard people who have tried to find out if they have a certain game or something, but they couldn't really find anything out.
0: Hmm. Weird. But anyway, so so we'll, we'll make do with what we can get. So that's all we can do. <laughs> yep. So don't so don't expect us to try and find a game from like 1971 because it may not happen.
1: <laughs> Actually, yeah, games from the 70s are pretty rare. Yeah. I think there's one or two. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I think we've I think we danced around this long enough. Yeah. Let's let's get into the elephant in the room. Yep. Yeah. Which might actually be a team name coming the end of the month.
1: the elephants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. But the Edmonton Football Club is (laughs) social change is coming, and it's coming right quick for them.
1: (laughs) Well, you knew once the the Redskins uh, like the sponsors started to uh, line up and say we're going to pull our sponsorship if we don't change up, you knew that was probably going to come for the uh, for Edmonton. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, because I mean, you take—I think it was like it was like I know FedEx wanted to pull out. I think Nike wanted to pull out, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure who else out of out of DC wanted to pull out, but I um, mean,
1: I oh yeah, I didn't hear about any specific other. Yeah,
0: I know those two did, and now now that now that pricked Dan Snyder's actually looking into it, so but coming north of the border. <laughs> but well, I mean, considering that they've well, well, they've been putting it off and putting it off for for well, from what you can tell, at least two to three years when they trademarked Empire. Um, we knew like at that point, I knew that I knew the clock was ticking, but I don't think anybody expected the, the alarm to go off now. I don't think anyone expected it. And considering that, and considering that they've had to change their tu- that they've had to put out statements and change their tune, like over the last week or so, twice, twice yeah. yeah, saying that, saying that they're gonna go back into it and look at everything else and, and see what they can come up with. And I'm like, I'm just thinking to myself, yeah. By and, and considering that Beller Direct wants to pull their sponsorship, I'm beginning to think. That Edmonton is going to have a new name by the end of the month. No ifs, ands, or buts.
1: Or at least publicly state that they're going to change the name.
0: Yeah, because I mean, they could they could say, "Yeah, we'll change the name," and then not bother changing it until next season, if there if that is if even we're going to have a twenty twenty. Well, if there's season. no
1: if there's no season, then they have. Well, I mean, they may choose to do like a naming contest or something.
0: Yeah, we at that. At that point, it's like yeah, e, yeah, e noun or e verb. <laughs> so any noun or any verb that isn't <laughs> that isn't racist or going to that that isn't a racist epithet or is not going to cause like any sort of trauma is fair game to rename the team. So yeah, so I mean yeah, ha- and I mean some of the ideas. Well, we already know Empire was one. Them going back to elks was another one.
1: I hope they choose emu.
0: You really want to traumatize the Australians like that? Yeah.
1: You only have to worry about uh, Josh Bartel. Or... <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> if if you if you don't know, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. The. Uh, Australia had a massive emu problem back before World War II, and they tried to get rid of it, and they lost. They called it the Emu War, and they officially lost the war against emus. That's the reason why I say you want to traumatize Australians like that. Australians? Aussies are cool people, though. They really are. But, um... It's like but yeah, I I honestly think like it's it's time. Like in the the way the way things are, the way it's the way things have changed, it is it's to, it's time for, to or it's to, it's just time. Like yeah.
1: Like to be honest, I'm not, you know, I I I won't lose, you know. I don't know there's so many people going out against this. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to lose any sleep if they change their name.
0: Oh, neither will I.
1: Yeah, I honestly don't know if I'll lose any sleep if they don't. But I do agree; it's probably time to change it.
0: I mean, I mean, Jordan Tutu came out with a state with a statement earlier as well about it yeah. about this, saying that for like for me, if I'm just paraphrasing here, but he's but he said for me, it's not a it's not a like. It does. It's not a big deal for me, but if it does offend anyone, it's gotta go. Yeah. So. And it it's perfectly clear that the MP of Nunavut doesn't like it. No. And I think there was one other per. And I think there was one other person who doesn't like it. So. It's gotta change. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> now, just now, just to be clear, if you, if you're wondering. And Edmonton will not lose their history over this. They won't lose. They won't lose their cup count. They, so they're still going to be pretenders to our throne. <laughs> they're still going to have their history and everything else intact. They're just. I mean, they're just going to have to change. I mean, changing the name, isn't going to be that big of a thing because it was, because when I, because I read up on this a little bit as to the reason why, they were named, the Eskimos in the first place. And it's because they were taking an insult from Calgary and made it their own.
1: They always loved playing Calgary, don't they?
0: Oh yeah, Cal- yeah. Calgarians were calling them were calling them Eskimos, so they just said, y- "You know what? Let's 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 take that and run with it." So they did. <laughs> so, hence the reason why they were the Esquimo with a Q and an X spy yeah, yeah.
1: So, so yeah time to change the name
0: yeah as the late Owen Hart once yeah. said enough is enough and it's time for a change
1: I he also said I am not a nugget
0: that is true he did not he did say that he also he also said I tried to be a nice guy in that too hmm It didn't matter. Owen was an awesome guy. Yeah. It was was Vince who was the prick.
1: Hmm.
0: But I I, I digress. So, let's move on to the next... Let's move on to our next topic, which is the the All-Decade team. Ah, yes. The All-Decade team. We are now on to the next step, which is... Running backs and linebackers. Yeah. So, and we and to be quite honest, we've got there's <laughs> it's it's one of those very very difficult thing. It's a di- very very difficult choice again. Yeah. At, at least to me, it is. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not sure what it is to Clay. And um, but to me, once again, it's it's. A difficult choice because in linebackers, you choose three of these guys, and you have Solomon Elanimian on the list. You have that prick, that Welch Simone on the list. Uh, you got uh, uh, you got Chip Cox, Adam Big Hill, Bear Woods, Marcus Ball, Alex Singleton, and the list goes on. So, me personally, I was, thi- I was thinking about it seriously, but then I decided to go along party lines, so I went with both Bear Woods and Marcus Ball <laughs> to start, leaving just one spot left. Now, I was thinking I'm going to take a Taylor Reed just for the troll job. Then I thought, you know you know what, think seriously again. Who basically who did you not like? Oh shit, I just realized Shea Emery's on the list. Yeah, I'm picking him.
1: I forgot about him.
0: I think everybody did, and me being stupid my I have I have his jersey for God's sake.
1: Oh he was a big free agent signing who just didn't work out.
0: Yeah. But I mean like it but Post career, I mean, with with the Owls, he was amazing, and and po- and post career, he's doing a lot of good stuff with uh, with uh, mental health stuff. Yep. So, so yeah, I've so. Long story short, I voted along party lines. <laughs> voted along party party lines and picked team and picked guys who were our <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and of course, I picked Bear Woods. Surprise, surprise. If, Never I, imagined, uh, if a, I if a, I if I didn't, Jamie and Nick would kick my ass.
1: Man, <laughs> imagine a member of the Double Blue Order would uh, select Ben Woods as the, uh, a linebacker.
0: Oh, of course not. Of course, you know. Like I said, if I didn't, like I said, if I didn't pick him, they'd have the entire group kicking my ass the next time they see me. But anyway, Will, who did you... I'm interested? Who did you pick?
1: I picked, uh, whose name I will never be able to pronounce, no matter how hard I try. The, U-
0: the union delegate. Yes. U- Solomon Ellen
1: The head of the PA. There you go. Adam Bakehill. Good choice. And yeah, I picked Simone. It's been around all decades.
0: You know, if Clay were here, he'd be tearing a strip off of you. (laughs) Maybe. He'd probably kick you off the... He'd probably give you a one-show suspension for that. (laughs) I know if he did it... I know if I did it, he'd give me two. (laughs) At least. Mm -hmm. But... But, yeah, it's like... but But, yeah, you look at the list and it's... It's very distinguished, and it's a very tough call. But, I mean, we've it's
1: made... It was a little bit easier for this than the actual... For me, at least it was a bit easier than the uh, receiver slash DB. Uh...
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, li- yeah. linebacker was, like, it's way easier. It's way easier. I mean, I mean, you got a lot of great names on there. Because, I mean, there's a lot of names that I hate. There's a lot of names I hate on this list, and that's a good sign. You know what
1: I mean? Oh, you, Chip Cox? Oof, no, thank you.
0: Mm. And I mean, you have Kyrie's a bear on there. One of the dirtiest players oh. to ever play the game. He's and he's on the yeah, all. He's so. on the. I mean, you can't deny it. He what he he did what he did well. Yeah. He just went for the head or the knees one too many times. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I mean, just like Ed Fillion, right? Back in two thousand four, oh, oh, oh. just like Ed philion oh, oh. with Damon back in two thousand and four. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and then you have running backs and another very long distinguished list. Well, actually, there's only actually it's, there's only twelve guys on here, but it's. It's, it's distinguished. I mean, you have, An- I mean, you have Andrew Harris that he's there because, well, for reasons. <laughs> he's there because he's been there. He's been around for, he's been around forever and recency bias, I suppose. But I mean, you got Jerome Messam, CJ Gable, William Powell, John White, Corey Sheets, Avon Coburn, Corey Bite. I don't know how the hell he got on there. Jeremiah Johnson, Tyrell Sutton, Brandon Whitaker, and and the infamous John Cornish.
1: Or Chad Cackert did he get on there.
0: Surprisingly, no. I mean, I don't know why Cackert did... I don't know why Boyd made it, but Cackert didn't.
1: Boyd had 2,000-yard seasons. Hmm. Cackert didn't.
0: I mean, dis- I mean, I guess... He, he. 2012, he was Great Cup MVP, yeah?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So but he had the he had the injury after, the after year after that was the issue. Like he
0: mm.
1: he'll always live in our lore because of that Great Cup performance, but he never really got to uh, fill his potential because he had injury trouble.
0: Hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, personally, out. Of, uh, but out of the out of this, out of this list, I mean, you. T- I mean, Andrew Harris. Yeah, nine played nine seasons and pretty much on average a thousand yards a season were on the ground yep.
1: and, and what, even receiving
0: and even mo- and even more receiving so so you so yeah I I mean I know you picked him well right yep yeah so so I can see the case that I can see the case there right and, that, and it's a damn good one but with John Cornish I I mean for me, that oh, what's going to stick in my mind is that he played half a season and he still got a thousand yards. That's going to stick in my mind and it's going to and forever. So that's why I I picked Cornish personally. So don't know what don't know who Clay picked, but I mean, tweet. Yeah. But, we'll, but we'll ask him and he'll probably he'll probably. Really do as a solid and post his selection on Twitter. Who knows? Just so we can get, just so we can roast him on it, maybe. <laughs> but then again, he might have he might have done something good. So, uh, let's see. So, so, so that is this week, and then we got. Where is it? So next next week. What's who's next week?
1: I think this will run for a few. Weeks so. though.
0: Hmm. I don't know because it's, it's like I'm clicking on no. Oh, here's the schedule, and schedule's not there. <laughs> so, so maybe it might be here. Is it here? No. No, it's not there. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know who. I don't know who's next. But when it pops up, we'll talk about the next the next set of players. and that comes up. Gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good.
1: Three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing
0: it? Just reading. I'm reading this. I was reading this article just, well, just before we went on the air. About a player by the name of Six Sixkiller.
1: Yes. I think he came up in Yargo Bounce.
0: Yeah, what an—I mean, first of all, if he—if he—if somebody named Six Killer came up now <laughs> and played for the Argos, I don't know how—I don't know how people would feel about that.
1: No, his name is his name.
0: Yeah, yeah, but in, yeah. I mean, it was just like me. It's like a, like a like on a on a team that's named after a bu- after a bunch of sailors, and you have a guy on there by the name of Terrell Sinkfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of ironic, isn't it? But, but no, I mean.
1: Didn't we have a, a running back named Boatman or a lineman named Boatman? One.
0: I don't. I don't. Can't remember. But I know that. But I know we had. Uh, but I know there was DJ Sackey as yeah. a, as an offensive lineman, that's kind of ironic. Yeah, I don't really have anything. It's it's been a it's been a quiet week. Yeah, it's been a quiet week this week. So, well, at least on the Argyle front, it is. There's not a not really a hell of a lot to talk about. Oh. Cold Snap. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've... Well... Rod and, Well, I am I was playing Rod from the Wood Cookie Sawcast. Yeah. Um, we only met... Man- like, his phone... Like, he was running Skype on his phone because he's still kind of... Still kind of bouncing around all over the place. We got... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we got about... A qu- we got about half a... Qu- quarter and a half in? Yeah, there was mm-hmm. like... Yeah, we had about nine minutes to go in the second... Argos lead six to three, and that's because my that's because my dice rolling skills absolutely suck. No luck. Dunnigan threw three three picks in the first quarter.
1: Doesn't seem real. I I find a lot of these sim games. I don't know what it is, but. Even the other ones I play, even the ones online, it sort of like sometimes feels like the, the 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 amount of interceptions are sometimes a little lopsided.
0: Hmm. Well, I know with Rod Peterson's CFL Sim, the scores are just like way down.
1: Yeah. Well, no, cl- I'm not gonna. You know, if you have anything nice to say? Don't say it at all. You know.
0: At that point, at that point, I'm expecting you to throw a flag now. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, people are right. I mean, these people, the people who are doing this game, you know, they're trying their best. But, it's, you know, I see why the CFL doesn't want to throw their support behind it.
0: And I, and, and I get that. I get that. I mean, they're. I mean, it's. It's gonna take some. I mean, it'll take the developer some time. I mean, they're not like. They're not EA. They're not like this mega conglomerate of developers who can, who can motion cap literally everything. Yeah. No. Who, who can come up with like the most in depth, uh, most in depth franchise mode you can come up with, right? You, I mean, they're not that. And and as the game and I mean. Madden at first wasn't like that either no right so it's going to take time for them to get up to speed but once they do that's when I think the CFL will get on board
1: I think the CFL is still hoping that EH EA Sports will and I
0: and I I think the only way that will happen is if we is if we decide to adopt their rule set that's, well, the, only, yeah, that's the only. That's the only way I see that happening because there's no because, because I mean even if you do it as a even if you do Canadian football as a DLC, and well, charge like, like five bucks for it,
1: it's like like the 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 sim today was Stamp Peters eighteen, Ty eight.
0: That's a bad hockey score.
1: Yeah, and like Calgary has six first downs, Hamilton has nine. Like, come on. We
0: could, i mean—with cold snap, we get better scores than that.
1: Yeah, like, there's something with this sim that's not. I don't know if they're playing the full like 60-minute sim, but something's not adding up here.
0: here okay, here's another like. The, here's the question that I have: Are they just—is there one—is there two people playing? Is there two humans playing it, or is he just, or is he just setting the, the controls to automatic and saying, "Go at it, go at a computer, do your worst." I know because I mean if that were the case then I think then then it's pretty obvious where the developers would have to step in with and get the AI up get fixed up I think
1: possible yeah
0: because I don't see because I mean what's I mean the like I said the AI is probably the issue there because I mean, if you have—I mean—if you have a good AI, you're going to get, like, if you have a good AI with, with properly rated players, you're going to—you should get a half decent, relatively, at least somewhat moderate scoring game. Exactly. Not defense, not two nothing defensive battles. Because I mean, a two nothing defensive battle means that either this is a re- either it was turn of the century Canadian football or. Bad AI programming. <laughs> so that's that's the way I look at it.
1: I think it's the right way. Yeah. Something doesn't add up with it.
0: Yeah, so yeah, like that that isn't right. That cal the Calgary. Calgary and Hamilton went eighteen to eight that's not right both of the both of those defenses weren't like like it should have been it should be you should be getting at least like that should be like a 2724 shootout yeah at least a 2724 shootout so unless there was like unless there was like like weather involved or or something else or 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 what I think it's just bad AI programming well, not bad, but needs improvement. So, if you want, so if you want football, just just follow, just follow, follow along with the Cold Snap League. We've got we've got six teams from all over time. <laughs> Two Edmonton teams, oddly enough, and no Rider teams, which still kind of pisses me off. Rider fans, you guys still need to step up for next for next time we do this. I I expected more out. Of, I expected more out of the, out of the out of the most populist fan base.
1: Well, oh, you, you might want a, a for all nine teams.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, it's like how come how come we don't have, like? Cause I mean how, how come we don't have a Hamilton team? How come there's no Montreal team? I mean, we got Winnipeg,
1: Baltimore. You have to be playing as an Edmonton
0: team. Yeah, two Edmonton's. Yeah. Two Edmontons, a Baltimore, a Sacramento, a Winnipeg, and an Argo. So I mean I mean I understand that maybe tabletop gaming isn't isn't a bag of everybody, but at this point with the prospect of no football this year, this is probably the best we're gonna get.
1: <laughs> well as I said, the problem I, I I've always had with that game is just it just I was playing it was just take too long.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, Joe and I got through it in about the same amount of time it took to watch an actual game, though.
1: Yeah. No, but I mean, it's,
0: it's I, mean I mean, I mean, I mean, I get your point. I mean, when you're first starting out, it's to turn the to get to the right page and look everything up. Yeah, I can understand. Right. I get, I, I mean, I get it. Right. Because I mean, I know and I know when Andrew and I played our first game, it took us two days to do it.
1: It is <laughs> everything felt everything felt cluttered, you know, with the. Uh... All the uh, all the papers on the you know he had the two game board had the game board he had the two like, cards to figure out what you know the the results were and all that yeah you know, all this
0: actually Rod ha- Rod has a uh, has a has a little unique mod that he had that he has for this game so. He showed it to me, and I'm like, "Oh, that!" he's uh, like he should. It's like, "Yeah, I should have sent it to you before we started. It would make things a little easier." And I go, "Oh, okay," because I mean, it looked really neat. But, but you know, it, it looks like it just simplifies the the user interface a little bit.
1: but it's like I like the, I like I wanted to keep like play by play like the CFL.ca does. Yeah, really and it just took to you know so cumbersome.
0: Mm. no, I, I mean, I, I get it I get it, but, I mean I mean, there. I mean like I said, we, we don't regret we're, we're running out of choices here <laughs> I mean, I know I've already I know I've already switched to both rugby and Aussie rules which is amazing, by the way so I mean if we I mean if we want Canadian football like I said this might this the CFL sim a few other things might be might be the best that we've got
1: very possible
0: so so anyway if you wanted to get involved in the cold snap league you can send me you can send you can Send me a tweet about it, or anyone who's in the league, and that would be well. Like, no, Joe Pritchard's part of it, so you can tweet at him. Uh, Rod from Wood Cookie, he's part of it. I'm playing him this week. You can tweet at him, or also the the Empire guys. You can tweet at them Andrew and Mike. You can tweet at them as well if you wanted to get involved for for the next for the next season that we have of this. The hell was that?
1: That was uh, the remote control for the fan.
0: Off the fan. Oh, and there's the fan itself.
1: <laughs> it's not pleasant. in this room right now.
0: <laughs> anyway, so if you wanted to get involved, you can fire fire up fire us a tweet, and we'll and we'll see if it's something that you're interested in. And with that, I think there's really not a hell of a lot left to talk about so i guess we'll just wrap this up this week uh uh will where can they where can they find you
1: Uh, check out my discussion board argofans.com uh where we are talking about uh well not much right now but uh you know give it a look look at some of the older threads and uh register
0: yeah, and you can find you can also find myself on Twitter at DougB519. You can find my group, the Double Blue Order, on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Double Blue Order. On Twitter at Double Blue Order, and on Instagram at the Double Blue Order. The Argos Fancast is a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcasting Network. You can where you can look up podcasts from your, of your favorite CFL team, uh, or if you want something a little more generic, or if you something want something with an international flavor. It's it's there for you to to li- to listen to, and you can find that where you can find that, just about where you can find any of any of well, where you find our podcast or any other podcast delivery service such as like Spotify or iHeartRadio or wherever the hell you get your podcasts.
1: iTunes, where are iTunes?
0: Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, well, I said anywhere you can get it, so iTunes was included. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, that's it for the Argos Fancast. We will see you next week. Have yourself a good one. Cheers.